Hello and welcome to a very special Christmas edition of What Goes Around. I'm Eamon Murtagh. And I'm Anne Frankincense. Oh, very good, very good. Oh, I feel so Christmassy. This is exciting. Well, on today's show, me and my good partner, Lady Anne Frankenstein, Queen of Jazz, are going to look back on what has been a fantastic year for us via the medium of this podcast. Haven't we had fun? And we have some amazing features to share with you today. First off, we have a Christmas message from the one and only Mel Harrison, who featured in our second ever episode. God bless her. And then... Well, we had to find an excuse to get Joe Wallace back on the show. Because she was a lady with so much wisdom built into her, we decided to get her to answer a few letters from the listeners and give out some sage advice with a musical twist. And Wrong Tom of episode one fame comes and joins us again to share his favourite Christmas songs. And some of them are quite unexpected and one of them is a little bit disturbing. This is very true. And we decided that we didn't want no ordinary queen speech. We've got our own queen and her name is Karen Arthur. And Karen is going to give us a heartfelt message to make us all feel better about the trials and tribulations of 2020. And speaking of our queens, the wonderful B.B. Lynch has come back to us to give us a very special Christmas gift, which is the opportunity for me and Eamon to talk about our own phonographic memories. Should we do the Christmas pod thing? I'm so excited. We wish you a Merry Podmas. We wish you a Merry Podmas. We wish you... Oh, stop. Sorry. (laughs) I was enjoying that. Let's do some Christmas podding. Let's pod. Pod away. Pod. Say pod more. Pod. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean to say anything. Okay, let's do this. Let's do it now. And Frankenstein, what goes around this Christmas? What goes around? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. And I'm excited. I'm excited in particular about this amazing Christmas episode, which mm. we have put together as a special gift uh, for everyone listening. And I think it's only appropriate to say, as we come to the end of a year of the podcast, it's been about a year that we've been doing this, right? Yeah, but, uh, it, well, I think we started... Um, last December, maybe, maybe just in November, but it was definitely the tail end of the year. And I, I remember as we, because um, we were doing them in in the studios in central London to begin with. And I think the last last one we did there was like, <laughs> what this coronavirus thing will be like? <laughs> yeah, woo, we might all have a terrible time. And we're still here. I mean, honestly, if ever there was an under underestimation of what was about to happen, that was us. Yes, and I think many other people too. But that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why the podcast has been such a beautiful thing. I feel like Mm. before we locked down, we were loving it and having fun and sort of getting our bearings, making it and stuff. But then going on to continue making it throughout lockdown, it's kind of shaped into this wonderful thing. And we have all these brilliant listeners, particularly Mm. in Mauritius. Um, Yeah, big up Mauritius, bossy. (laughs) Number one, number one in Mauritius. Never forget. You can never take that away from us. Exactly, exactly. They can <laughs> they can slander our name, but they can't take away number one in Mauritius. Exactly. So so yeah, it's just been a, an amazing year for the podcast, and um, yeah, I guess it's kind of it's kind of saved us, really, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's definitely saved me because you know, like the two things that have kept me sane this year, because you know, at the end of last year, 
<laughs> I was, like my mum would say, I was riding high on the pig's back. You were on the pig's back. Yeah, and I was were. riding high on it and I was having a grand old time and I'd got, a, I'd been, I was playing Spiritland and Standard Hotel and Hanley Hall and all these brilliant venues and, uh, you know, the, the great night, the strong room was just banging out every month. And it was just, I was just thinking, ah, oh, I've cracked it. Everything's really just, ah, oh, this is the life. And then it all kind of, the wheels came off. But the two things that kept me sane were uh, doing my little live streams on a Saturday, which has become a wonderful thing now mm. because there are a lot of people who are on their own. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're actually they're actually stuck on their own, especially now over Christmas. I wasn't going to do one next week, for example. But then I realised that, you know, five or six of them are, are literally stuck on their own with no one to talk to and and and, and no one to, to celebrate with. So we thought, oh, let's do it anyway. Um, and that's kind of beautiful. You know, we're having a lovely yeah. time with that. And the other thing that has definitely saved me has been just this joyous thing that is what goes around. Yes. It's been fun. It it's has been, been really fun. fun. I've re it's been so enjoyable. And you know what the nicest thing is? Because this year is is the year that it's kind of found its its listenership and sort of settled in and that keeps growing and that's really nice. And it's just nice to know that other people find it fun as well. Exactly. And we're keeping each other company and that's a beautiful thing. And if you had told 10-year-old me <laughs> that I would get a missive from Sir Roland Rat that he enjoyed our podcast, I would have exploded. I'm, uh, that is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Like, I've, got, I've got to read it out, right? This is, uh, fact, I've got to read it out in Roland Rat's voice because you can't. Whenever I read anything that Roland Rat tweets, uh, uh, it has to be like that. So he says, he says, yeah, I've listened to your podcast and very good it is. Yeah, I have diverse musical tastes, of course, from Glass to Eno to Marla, yeah, and Nine Inch Nails and to Pat Ubu. These new Puritans, oh, to name but a few. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's not a great Roland Rat impression, but, you know, it's from the heart. And I was talking to uh, a good friend of mine last night and he said the only time that his mother really lost patience with him and threatened him with physical violence was after, when he got into Roland Rat, he talked to her exclusively in the Roland Rat voice for six months. <laughs> what was she going to take him to, a psychologist or something? She going to take him to the fucking cleaners and beat the crap out of him. Don't bloody talk like that anymore. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, Roland Rat, that is a big nod. Because yeah. I tell you what, Roland knows his music and we are, I'm still... Still, I've, I've left like a trail of breadcrumbs to the podcast door and I Roland. hope that Roland will come in. We would love to have you. We really, I would really love to have that Roland. That would be incredible. Roland. But think back over the course of the year and the incredible guests we've had on this podcast since its inception. Obviously, it all kicked off with the wonderful Wrong Tom, who makes yeah. an appearance on this special Christmas episode. We've had fascinating uh, insights from people like Labby Sifri, who was just a joy yeah, despite yeah. I was born anew in his genius. It was incredible speaking to uh, him. He actually made me, like, especially in terms of separating the art from the artist, I think he changed my mind. Mm. I think he changed my mind with how I feel about mm. that stuff and how I'll look at it going forward. And not many people change my mind about anything because <laughs> I'm a cocksure idiot. <laughs> and let's not forget uh, the return of profanity swan who came back especially to do our podcast which we really appreciated so a big up to andy dawson 
and uh, I wish him all the best with uh, Atletico Mints with Bob Mortimer and Top Flight Time Machine with Sam Delaney and whatever other projects he's working on at the moment because it was really kind of him to to step up and come out of retirement just to talk to us. As a matter of fact, let's just let's just list a couple of the things that that you know. I don't want to say that what goes around is some magic blue touch paper that once you've appeared on the pod everything goes right for you yeah i'm not saying that it's all down to us when's that happening for you and me (laughs) yeah yeah right that's why i'm not saying it um but just a few little little didn't we do well facts or didn't our guests do well facts Mm. so um first of all we had uh karen arthur Mm. only in vogue isn't she She's in Vogue. Vogue. Big old spread in Vogue. She's amazing. Mates. I mean, I, I know Karen, and that will mean a lot to her. She will love that. And, you know, if you've read Vogue all your life, and then there you are in it. like Not not, not like a little picture. It's like three or four pages of it. It's amazing. brilliant. Well and then um, we had Coco from Dope Ammo come along and mm. tell us about why he loves Jungle. The very next month, what happens? Number one in the Jungle Charts, number one in the Juno Charts with his remix of Baby D. Let me be your fantasy. Well, his fantasy has come true (laughs) via us, maybe. He's number one like us, like we are in Mauritius. Exactly. (laughs) Mel Harrison's got a new children's book. She's had that wonderful podcast coming out. Mm. Pete Stubborn Rogers. Light of Things is the name of the pod. Stubborn Light of Things, yeah, fabulous. Mm. Um, and I think that's coming out as a book as well, uh, which is a collection of all her writings for the for the newspapers over the years. So that's going to be great. Pete Rogers came in from Technomatic and he's got a solo album which is unbelievably good. You've you got to check that out. That is a lovely, beautiful piece of music. Um, uh, it's on the Blue Martin label as well, which is kind of prestigious if you move in those sort of circles. My cousin, Kieran, mm-hmm. rocked up, gave us a lovely interview with his latest film, The Racer, which he wasn't even sure was going to go out when we talked to him because of the, the Rona and all that sort of stuff. Just got a smash right up in the in the Times Amazing. and it's doing really, really well. I mean, it just goes on and on. And hey, we told you K-pop was coming, didn't we? <laughs> we told you. I BDS. think K-pop was already here by the time it had a shop on Bethel Green Road. But we can well, take credit for that. Why not? I'm, I'm taking credit for everything. Let's be generous to everything. ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Listen, if we can't if we can't milk this cow for all it's got, <laughs> then what's the point doing it? But yeah, BDS are officially the biggest band in the world. And that day we went into the K-pop shop was literally the first day I'd ever heard of them. <laughs> so, 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 you know, it's, it's like a year ago, less than a year ago, so... That's that's been pretty good. Well, before we, you know, give our listeners their big present, which is an amazing jumbo ram packed Christmas show. Honestly, I have I have got a Santa sack full of 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 what goes around features that is bulging, bulging. We'll talk. We'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. Your bulging Don't touch Santa my bulging sack. sack. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. How come when I said the C word, I had to do a special, hey, if you've got children, <laughs> and now you are doing some kind of Santa deviancy. Darling, a double entendre is nothing but harmless fun. <sighs> Saying the C word just shows how common I, pre- I prefer the C word myself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. none ah, of that today. Say it? I'm going to say it out loud. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant, of course. Um, of course but yes, yeah. before we delve into what's uh, on today's show, um, should we mm. give each other? I, I heard, I heard there was going to be an exchanging of, of gifts. Should we exchange gifts? I might, I might have something in my sack for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got something yeah. in my sack for you. 
Well, let, let, let's work this out. So I don't know who's going to go first. So let's do it this way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ip dips. I'm I'm Ip. Okay. <laughs> Ip dips. Sky blue. Who's it? Not you. Not because you're dirty. Not because you're clean. Because my mum says you're the fairy queen. It's me first. Oh. <laughs> I have to trust you on that one. Well, I'm not. No, no you go first. Go on. <laughs> Lady Frankenstein first. Okay, fine. Well, I, you know, if you insist. Um, I insist. Well, I, so we decided, uh, given the fact, I think, you know, last year we exchanged physical presents. You gave me a beautiful book of disco uh, covers, mm. which is still pride of place on my coffee table. I gave you Pop Trumps, yeah. um, and uh, which is a fun card game about um, records. And, well, is it fun? If you're not a record nerd, it probably isn't. But we had some fun in the studio. Yeah, it was good. No, I, I did try and play it with some people that had no idea who any of the artists were. And it, it lost a little bit of sheen. Yeah, but, uh, it's kind of an yeah, it's kind of a, a game for nerds. But anyway, but I, I treasure it. I treasure it. Just I just hope so. Um, so we thought, you know, given the fact that we can't give each other physical gifts this year, we would give each other a song because that's what this podcast is all about. And don't worry, we're not going to sing, Eamon, Don't worry, I'm not <laughs> going to sing to you. <laughs> but although my my offering to you is quite an earnest and sincere track, you know, I did think about picking something sarcastic and mean. But given hmm. the fact that. This podcast has been uh, such a, an amazing lifeline for us both. And considering how it's probably going to go completely stratospheric, not just in Mauritius next year, especially if we get Sir Roland Rat on the programme, I thought I'd share a song with you for Christmas, um, which is quite, quite earnest and quite sincere. But shall I, shall I play you a little snippet of, of the song that I picked for you? You might know it already, you oh, might can not. play it? Well, oh, I'm going to yeah, just play it down the thing. Oh, it's the zombies! Yeah. Beautiful! Hey! Oh. Don't let go of my hand now, the darkness has gone. This will be our year, took a long time to come. And I won't forget the way you helped me up when I was down. And I won't forget the way you said, darling, I love you. You gave me faith to go on. Now we're there and we've only just begun. This will be our year. Took a long time to come. This will be our year, Amen. The year of the podcast. Ignore all the stuff about being in love and everything. I mean, I like yeah. you, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love the zombies. That is a that's a good choice because that is one message, of my favorite. I albums. thought I would go with something with something nice and earnest, and uh, and you know, embarrass us both that, <laughs> for yeah, the well, day that's yeah, in it. That's nice. That's very kind. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that, and I will I will tuck that away amongst the fragrant leaves of my heart and save it forever. Well, my ulterior motive here is that I assume you've picked something mean. <laughs> Well, my song, and I, I wanted to embarrass you even further. I don't know why you think I'm so cruel. <laughs> I'm actually quite a decent fellow. No, I did consider, you know, I had a few options mm-hmm. um, sort of lining. I thought about throwing some house music at you, but you know, I, I just, I don't think I could deal with the rejection. So I, 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 I didn't do that. And then I'm, all, I'm polite. I, I would have, if it was a gift, I would have accepted it. You'd have taken it and then eBayed it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> well, then I did think as well, I thought about um, sarcastically choosing, um, well, not sarcastically, because they're brilliant, but choosing an 
OMD track for you so you could <laughs> repent for your, your sins against electropop. Oh, dear. And there are plenty of good ones there. Do you know what I mean? There are plenty of good ones. I understand. Yeah, they're a good band. I get you. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but then I was thinking, then what can I really give Anne that's going to... Uh, that's gonna you know really work for you and you're often talking about how um you know like we're, we're different in the way we consume our music mm. you are like labby siffery it can't be on in the background you have to be you're either in it or you're out of it mm. yeah and quite often there's too much of it around you and it kind of annoys you let's be honest <laughs> Um, no comment. I'm the type of person who basically like if I hear if I if I'm not playing music then I, I probably died um, you know, because I just I have to have constant rounds of noise around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought I would I would play this particular beauty because I thought it might give you a little bit of solace and a bit of headspace and allow you just to relax because you need that, don't you? Is it Enya? Uh, it's, it's even more relaxing than that. Are you ready for it? I'm going to play it now. Yes. What do you think of it so far? <laughs> nice and quiet i fucking love it the sound exactly of I, I knew you'd like it it's 433 by john cage <laughs> there you go you see that is an inspired gift oh yeah. Amy, you've done it again you see you'll be sat there and you think, oh, oh hectic day oh, oh, oh too many beats i've been listening to jazz all day Jim, what am i gonna play ah <laughs> oh, turn it on turn it up loud that's what i say enjoy oh. it I love it. This 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 might be the greatest gift I've ever been given. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, it's and I must say, I've had a tremendous time doing this podcast this year. It's been so much fun. We've met so many brilliant people and um, just had a really great, warm reaction off everyone that's been listening. Mm-hmm. And I think with all the lockdown troubles, I would have gone completely bonkers had we not done it. So mm-hmm. here's to you. Enjoy the silence. And uh, I will enjoy the zombies. And uh, I think both of us have, have done quite well there. I think so too. Happy Christmas and thank you for the Happy Christmas, gift. Franco. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> but now the fun doesn't stop here. We've got so much stuff in this Christmas episode. We've actually just got to move on quick because otherwise we're going to take the whole of Christmas Day up. Because this is a bumper episode and we've got so many friends coming back to visit us in today's episode. Shall we just move on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that really reminds me of, uh, I had this friend who used to host dinner parties and when he wanted everyone to leave, he'd just stand up and go, and that's it. And he'd clap his hands together. I like that. So I we, like we've that. done with presents then. That's it. That's what, um, uh, Mancuso, the, the famous uh, loft DJ, oh, yeah. used to have a track. It was, called, uh, it was called It's Time to Go Now by Gladys Knight and the Pips. And if you want to clear the clear the loft of all the uh, drunken and debauched uh, disco people, little disco people, them, then you put on that track, and they all just go back to the holes they crawled out of. Hi, how are you doing? My name is Melissa Harrison, and you may remember me from episode two of What Goes Around, in which I told the sorry tale of trying to make my mum listen to the charlatans. I'd like to wish you a happy and healthy Christmas, and to issue an invitation 
If you're going to be spending Christmas alone this year and you fancy getting out of doors and doing something a little bit creative, I'm going to be asking for your nature photos at uh, solitary.christmas. The site launches on Christmas Eve and runs until Boxing Day. Take care. Hey listener, you're lucky enough to have discovered What Goes Around podcast. But did you know, this Christmas there will be thousands of people up and down the country still unaware of the joy of What Goes Around podcast. You can make the change. Find it in your heart to give us a retweet. Share us on social media. Do what you can. Speak to your friends. Let's build a community where we can all enjoy music a little bit more. So you'll likely be familiar with the voice you're about to hear. Legendary DJ, label boss at Ramrock Records and font of all musical wisdom, Joe Wallace, a.k.a. Mrs. Ramrock, appeared on the pod in episode 13. We so enjoyed having her on the show, and I know you did too. And afterwards, we thought, how can we rope her into coming back and have her share more of that wisdom, not just with us, but with you as well? We are thrilled to welcome her back with the musical solutions to your personal problems for a new segment we call Tell Mrs. Ramrock. So, Joe, we've received a letter from a listener called DC10, who uh, this is quite a long one. They've really poured out their heart to us here. So hopefully you can help uh, with your musical wisdom. Uh, They've written, Dear Joe, whilst on holiday last year in Ibiza, I had a one night stand with an older woman who made me feel incredible. It took a long time to start dating again, but eventually I found someone closer to my age who has the same X factor as my holiday fling. We've been going steady for a few months and she's invited me to meet her parents for the first time. However, when I looked at her family photos, I soon realised I had met her mum before in Ibiza. (gasps) Sunday lunch is four days away. What should I do? Can you recommend a song that will prepare me for this awkward moment? Yours, DC10. Wow. Um, Well, DC, um, we can flip the script a little bit here because you know I have been that older woman with the younger man and I think if you handle this accordingly with respect and with a a knowing nod over the Yorkshire Puds I think that you'll get away with this one and I think what goes on in Ibiza stays in Ibiza without upsetting your future spouse and I think the mum will appreciate your chivalrous approach to this dilemma. And I think in situations like this, it's always good to think, what would Frank Sinatra do? Luckily for us, he recorded a version of Mrs. Robinson from the hit soundtrack. So take it away, Frank. Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson Jilly loves you more than you will know Whoa, whoa, whoa Oh, bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson Heaven holds a place for those who pray Hey, hey, hey 
See now that's perfect that's because so Mrs. Perfect. Robinson is, was a was you know a proper temptress in her way, and uh, you've just uh, I think I think that would put the mind at rest if you were. Going I think to it would allay all fears because I'm sure that you know there will be a few um, coughs into the G and T when you walk <laughs> through the door, um, but I I feel that the mum is is just going to have a wry. Milf smile, um, and just think of those sunny moments with you, and and just keep them in that little box that you need to open when you're perhaps having a a down day. She won't, you know, overstep the mark, and I think your future is safe with her daughter. And and like you say, what happens in Ibiza stays in Ibiza. Absolutely so stays. It's got there. to be <laughs> hermetically <laughs> sealed. <laughs> If you've got a question to ask Mrs. Ramrock, please send it in to us so she can impart more musical wisdom. Uh, you can send us uh, an email, whatgoespod at gmail.com, and we'll make sure she gets your letter. Joe, I think you'll uh, you'll get your teeth into this one. This is quite a sweet little letter of, of love not quite being fulfilled. Dear Joe, during lockdown, I have developed a major crush on my postman. I've started ordering everything by post just so I can see them more often. And now I need a song that might tempt them inside for a special delivery. Ooh, Yours, Spindle McCumley. Oh, well, we've got shades of Get Carter and that lilac negligee in that last <laughs> sentence. Um, I've actually got a very hot postman. He is in something like the UK Cage Fighting Society. I, I just take time to look at cage fighting online and question him. If you've managed to actually draw him into conversation... You know, you could ask about postal rates for second signed for or what about tracked and signed. Mm. That way you could engage with him on a professional level. But if you want to perhaps steam the stamp off his airmail envelope, I think the best way would be to slip on a bit of Stevie Wonder, maybe a little baby doll, and um, just wink at him, lure him inwards with a come-hither finger and um, say that your sign's sealed and delivered, I'm yours. That is such a good answer. That's exactly what you need to do. Come on, Spindle, get Stevie on the platter. That's what you need to do. I'm curious about how how many cage fighting videos you've watched now, Joe. Well, you know, you do have to do an amount of um, market research if you want to get your questions directed at a cage fighter correctly because you don't want to antagonise them. No, that's the last thing you want to do with the cage fighter. Absolutely. He's very lovely and um, he runs everywhere. So Mm. it's always a joy to get post in the morning. We'll just leave it there, shall we? I think I think we should. <laughs> Let's close that door. <laughs> Take it away, Stevie. <laughs>
And if you've got a problem you think no one can solve and you'd like the wisdom of one of Great Britain's great DJs, then drop us a line here at whatgoespod at gmail.com. Happy Christmas, everyone, and welcome back to Wrong Tom, who, of course, was our very first guest on this podcast this time last year or a little bit earlier. And um, I really think Tom's contribution to the pod, Eamon, I'm sure you'll agree with me, um, was kind of what hooked people in and got people listening from the get go because it was so funny. I mean, really, we were just kind of accessories. (laughs) Just just saying, Tom, more listens than any other episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you you're the yeah. king. You're the king of what yeah. goes around. Everyone Why? loved it. it. Went down a storm because it was hilarious. Your misfortune was amusing. <laughs> in in the the festive spirit, we thought we would. Well, it's kind of us asking for another gift from you because we've asked yeah. you back for our special Christmas episode to pick three of your favourite Christmas tracks, or maybe they're not your favourites. Maybe you've picked them for a different reason. But we asked <laughs> you to select three worthwhile Christmas tracks yeah. uh, to to share with us. So we defer substantial to you. Christmas tracks. Oh, okay. And, and the, thing is, the thing is, as a, as a, a newly formed pod, uh, one years old this Christmas, um, you know, we haven't got an official Christmas theme yet. So we're hoping that one of these can be adopted as our official Christmas theme for this year. Because otherwise we're just going to end up with Feed the World on Loop and No I was hoping for Step Into Christmas by Elton John, but that didn't make Tom's list. I I quite like Feed the World. Do you quite like it? I do, I do. I always have. I liked it when it came out. I especially like the intro. There's like a really strange drum. Yeah, yeah, with this sort of weird kind of echoing... Tom sounds. I can't quite. I've never worked out what it is. It's it's very strange. I've actually I've been to the room where um where Midge trapped it. <laughs> that sounds like he's he's caught something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Midge, you all right? He's trapped it in the back room. It is twenty twenty. <laughs> it's a year for catching stuff. Um, no, my friend, my friend Bev. Uh, was living in Midge's old house down in uh, where where were they? Down in Chiswick. Mm. It's a fantastic, massive house. And they'd converted what used to be his home studio into a home cinema. And um, I popped round there. She she cooked a nice fisherman's pie. Nice. Uh, and uh, and we sat around in the room. They made, uh, well, they they tracked the, the main bits of Feed the World in. That's that's. That's a weak claim to fame, but I like it. <laughs> Bring us into the festive mood. Give us, like, you know, a Christmas song that everyone can get behind that maybe hasn't featured on a Now compilation. Yeah? That's that's the challenge we're setting you. Okay, are we going to go with um, a bit of Sun Ra? Well, that has definitely not been on a Now compilation. <laughs> no, surely he was. Sun Ra must have been on so the there's, a, there's a lot of now compilations. So and there's a lot of Sunra records. I, I couldn't believe how many there were. You know, it's one of those names that got bandied about for years and years. I really didn't um, know that much about it. But I presumed, it wrongly, that it would all be terribly po-faced and quite hard to listen to. <laughs> and then and then I started checking it out. Oh, and it, it's so quite, how wrong you were. <laughs> I was quite wrong. I mean, there are moments of proper space madness, but there's also quite a lot of quite friendly catchy little tunes that mm. i didn't expect tell us about sonra's christmas track go on yes yeah. sonra's christmas track is is actually by his old do what band from i think it's late 50s um and it's called uh conveniently it's called it's christmas time mm. and it pretty much just goes it's christmas time it's christmas time it's Christmas time. <laughs> Maybe that's he, where Midjour got the inspiration from. <laughs> <laughs> what made you pick this one? 
It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you love it though? Just because it's, it's Sunra. It's not just because it's Sunra. It's it was kind of like when I first I, I heard it about probably about ten years ago. I used to do a, a radio show every week on Resonance, like yourself. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we used to do every Christmas. Uh, me and my, my radio partner, Mister Trick, would um, would do a Christmas themed show and just come and dig out unusual Christmas records and chat about them. And um, and I thought some Sun Ra must have made something with a Christmas theme, even if it's just, you know, someone yodeling and, and 10 minutes of <laughs> a sax silos. And I, I spotted that and I was just like, this is, this is actually great. It's really concise. It's very simple. It's got little bits of Sun Ra's kind of wonky aesthetic in there. You know, it feels slightly atonal at times, but it's a great doo-wop track and a, and a you know, timeless Christmas record. Christmas time is Christmas time is Christmas time is Christmas time. was a beauty and now the next one i have heard of and um i was a little surprised to see um this particular record being pulled out as a christmas record but i i neglected to think about the first line i guess that gives you a free pass to throw it at christmas tell us all about it are we talking the specials we are ah so i have i've tried to frame this one as a christmas record a few times and most people are just like no mate but it does it starts with jingling rings and mm. and the opening line of uh, snow is falling all around and it's kind of it's like the b-side to driving home for christmas <laughs> you know the, it's the idea of you're going back to to the town where you grew up or something like that but it's it's a it's like in this case it's terry sounding terrified of going back mm. i get that you know mm. you go back to to where you're from and you see all these miscreants that that you never you never want to see again and they're still there and they're still dressed exactly the same and it's like time hasn't changed and they all hate you i absolutely feel that because I, I i sort of come from quite a small market town and it's the kind of place there are like a few popular sort of venues where people of, of my crowd from years ago would go but um, like on Christmas Eve, for example, pre-COVID times, you know, getting in there would be an ordeal. You'd have to get there really, really early or stand in a queue for like three hours to get into this really average pub, you know. And once <laughs> you got in there, you were trapped and you looked around <laughs> and you saw all these people that you used to go to school with who didn't like you then and probably still don't <laughs> like you now. And you're yes. thinking, shit, I've got four hours to midnight. What am I going to do? <laughs> and you've got to listen to a guitar duo singing in bloody... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Probably not even Christmas songs. Probably like covers of the Jam and and the and the Gallagher Brothers. Oh yeah, um, well, that, that's you know, but, now. but maybe with some you know jingle rings going on in the background. Yeah, they're wearing something. Santa hats. That's 
the yeah. that's the festive. Mm. Yeah. One's dressed as an elf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same in Dublin. Well, my my parents don't live in Dublin anymore, but when they did and I used to go back for Christmas, you we would go to the same pub. Well, just me or me and my sister, maybe we'd go to the same pub on Christmas Eve and all the old heads would be there. And there's this real thing in Irish culture of like, oh, you know, if you're considered to be any kind of a show off or anything like that, if you're considered to have notions, that's what they call them, mm. notions, then you're just completely, you know, rejected by Irish society. So they you go, oh, you. how's it going over there in that London? Over there in London, London, are you with your notions? Yeah, notions. So. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> it's a good I mean, one, actually. I tell you what, I was I was dubious about uh, the specials, and I, I I kind of thought, well, he's got to pass because it's mentioned snow at the beginning. But now you've brought in the context of actually going back to your hometown and being shit scared, trapped in a pub till midnight on Christmas yes. Eve. That really speaks to me. I'm into this. Mm. I knew I knew you'd get it with, and I you know I hope there'd be some notions. <laughs> <laughs> that, I didn't even know I hoped that, but we're always hoping for notions, aren't we? I We've all got notions on and, this yeah, podcast, as, I think. I mean, this is, this is a podcast of notions, isn't it? I say <laughs> all power to notions. Snow is falling all around. Seven o'clock and the roads are blocked. So I walk downtown. There's no one That's the kind of content we expected from you, Tom. Thank yeah. you for bringing it to us. I, I mean, I was, there's, there's quite a lot to pick from. And obviously I did think I should stay on brand and do something vaguely reggae. Mm. Tom, before we get too carried away, can you please tell us about your third choice of Christmas track? Well, I figured if I'm going to go out with one last track about Christmas, it's got to be something that fits my mood. So I chose Millie Pulled a Pistol on Santa by De La Soul. Mm. <laughs> well, well, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Macy's department store, the scene for Santa's kisses And all the little brats demanding all their wishes Time passes by as I wait for my younger brother He asks his wish, I waste no time to return him back to mother As I'm jetting, Millie floats in like a zombie I ask her what's her problem, all she says is where is he? I give a point, she pulls a pistol, people screaming She shouts a deal, he's off the hell cause he's a demon None of the kids could understand what was the cause All they could see was a girl holding a pistol on claws Dylan pleaded mercy, said he didn't mean to Do all the things that hurt my foot, do nothing but cling to Millie bucked them and with the quickness it was over It's over, it's over <laughs> So yeah. I haven't really had the time to really fully decode the lyrics in this Della Soul song So uh, look, can you can praise for me? Look, the rough outline is um, they uh, So the, the boys from Della Soul had, uh, had, had a friend called Millie According to the, the story anyway mm. And she was, I can't actually, I can't remember if, if it's her dad or her stepdad, but it turns out her, um, her, her guardian, whoever he was, was um, uh, molesting her. 
Happy Christmas once again, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Jesus, that's dark. So, so he's working as a department store Santa Claus, mm. and she shows up with a gun and shoots him. Wow. Wow. That is unexpected Christmas song joy. <laughs> We're not. Presumably, he was in front of a load of children, and they're yes. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Yeah. This saying. is getting worse. I mean, that's that's what they're right? explaining. He's he's literally there with children on his knee. You know. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't have this as the what goes a... around Christmas theme. I can't. Just, being, I cannot countenance it. No. He's being a secret Christmas pedo, and and Millie shows up and shoots him. <laughs> And it's on the second Daylight Soul album. Right, right, well. The, the guys he brought us to Daisy Age. It's it's like, it's a Christmas song in the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Well, listen, I'm going to, Anne, we need to we need to make decisions here. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not allowing us to have De La Soul as a Christmas song. Oh, we're song. picking a Christmas theme. Yeah. I forgot. Hang on a I, second. I did, Just... I, I, did you not read the brief? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, what did we have? We had yeah. Sun Ra. Sunra, uh, the specials. The specials, and then we had De La Soul. But you De said De La Soul is vetoed. De La Soul is dead. <laughs> that makes me want to pick it just to be contrary, but I, I won't because it's Christmas. Um, I think I think Sunra is a nice choice. I don't want to be reminded of, of taking my notions back to Dublin with me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> there is something a bit miserable about that, isn't there? I want to Too float away. To home. Float away with Sunra. <laughs> well, listen, we are going to adopt Sunra's beautiful Christmas song as the official What Goes Around Christmas anthem this year. I think it's a wise choice. Mm. Um, delightful, as ever, to speak to you, Tom. And thank you so much for bringing a little bit of Christmas cheer and, let's face it, some Christmas misery into our <laughs> lives. <laughs> ho, ho, thank ho. you, Tom. The whole world should It's at this special time of year that we look to the wiser members of the public and our leaders generally around the world to give us inspirational messages to carry us through the tough year we've had and on to the bright future we all desire. Now, we've heard the Queen every year for many years say things very slowly without much purpose like this and the only time we enjoyed it was when she said something about her horrible anus. So this year we thought we'd get an alternative queen, our very own Karen Arthur, who appeared on What Goes Around back in the early days when we were still young and fresh-faced. Queen Karen is going to deliver you a gentle and thoughtful speech which will lift your spirits and take you into the new age. Twenty twenty, what a year. 
How are you doing? I mean, really, how are you doing? The year started so well. Harry and Meghan stepped down as senior royals, ready to start a new life the way they want to. And then the World Health Organization told us all about COVID-19 in China and it started to spread. What a year. All those plans we had out the window, the holidays pushed back, people locked in their homes, trying to get a handle on what was sweeping the world. 2020 is the year some of us learnt how to wash our hands properly. We were laughed at when we first started wearing masks. And now it's the one thing that will keep us safe. But what did we learn? We clapped for the health workers. But what about the people who kept the supermarkets open? The shopkeepers? The shelf stackers? What about the people who got us all from A to B when we could go? The bus drivers? The train drivers? The meek shall inherit the earth, they say. But actually, it's coming to fruition. People discovered art and creativity and how important it is for your mental well-being. And then towards the end of the year, a glimmer of hope when Biden won the American elections and Kamala Harris, a black woman, as a vice president. We can look towards the future. But what did we learn? We learned how important our friends are. We learned that we love to be around people. We learned that the little things are more important than the big things. And we learned that actually being at home, if we were fortunate enough to spend time and get to know our family, whether it's in our home, or over Zoom is something that is to be cherished. We can't see into the future. We don't know what 2021 will bring, but we have hope. We're hoping to be able to hug people, to see people again, to dance like loons in the middle of the dance floor, to have a drink and to be together. And that's all we can do. We're looking forward to another year and we're looking forward to being together again. Happy Christmas. 2020 might have been the year that we didn't expect, but it means really that the only way is onwards and upwards. So look after yourselves, check in on your strong friends, drink your water, wash your hands and wear your mask. Take care, peeps. Over and out.
So, what I'd like to say in the um, in the spirit of Christmas, and well, I say that I had an ex who called me the Lynch who stole Christmas. I hate Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> but in the spirit of giving, blah blah. Um, I want to give Eamon and Anne. I mean, you've 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 given the world what goes around. You've given us this podcast that is an absolute joy. I know, I know mine was the best and we can't say that, but it's been an absolute joy and we love it. And you've had amazing guests and we, we love it. And so I wanted to give you two something as a gift because you're always letting us talk about our favorite tracks and the memories around it. Um, and no one's done that for you. Mm. And how, and that must be hurtful for you two, right? Absolutely. I, 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 need, I need some me time so badly. We only created this podcast as a vehicle yes. to talk about ourselves. I know. <laughs> and it just hasn't happened yet. I've been oh. waiting, waiting. So look, I'm doing this. I'm gifting it. But before I do gift you this, um, A, I want something in return because I don't believe... <laughs> I don't believe in just giving. Oh, the spirit of Christmas is alive and well in this I one. I don't know who came, came up with that shit. Um, do you say phonographic or phonographic? Phona. Phona. Phonographic and? sounds stuffy. Yeah. I'd say phonographic, but I also say yogurt and scone. I'm drawn to those yogurt. Yogurt. Yeah. Oh, that is Let's awesome. say it's kind of a moose point, mood point. It's a um, moose point. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been Freudian in some way. <laughs> Phonographic memories. So look. Wait, before we carry on, my favourite hip hop fact in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, at De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising and all that, uh, one of the MCs is called True Goy. And the reason he's called True Goy is because he, he drank a lot of yogurt. <laughs> That is ridiculous. Well done. <laughs> well done for bringing that in. So, Eamon. Yes. Can you please? So Anne and I are dying to know what you've chosen. I'm going, I'm suggesting, I said, so this is a track that has meant something to you in your life. And it's a, you know, there's a, it's a track and it's huge for a reason. Anne and I were talking earlier and we, we think it's Wham. Well, I didn't. No, no. In fact, I, I, of all the Christmas songs that I do have an irrational dislike to, Last Christmas is the one that really gets on my nerves. Why? Really, I just ah, oh, it's just mulch, isn't it? Thought <laughs> we knew you. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I've 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 softened my stance in general on on the whole wham thing now because I found out recently during lockdown because we started talking to our neighbours. Um, that uh, <laughs> many moons ago, one of uh, our friends who used to go to the um, the fun nightclubs in Soho, shall we say, uh, yeah. he, he brought back, brought home Mr. George Michael one night. <gasps> no way. You not, there is a photo of George Michael in our apartment block. <gasps> yeah. And we and when he revealed this, obviously we were all mouths at God. Oh my. God, touched by the hand of George. This is amazing. <laughs> a week later, I came to open the gate and there's a blue plaque now on the gate. And it's, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's George Michael stood at this very slow gate about six years ago. Uh. Please, please don't push the gate. You've got to have faith. <laughs> <laughs> How much of that was true? <laughs> Every last word. Every last one. I promise you, I can show you the photograph. I can show you the plaque. I'll, we'll put it on the show notes. You'll see. I might be able to put the photograph brilliant. up because, um, yeah, there, there are there are there are you know privacy issues with that one. But I can definitely yeah. put put the gate up. 
So it's not wham. Not wham. No. <laughs> did happen. Did happen around Christmas time, though. Did happen. The, the, the memory was a Christmassy memory. Are you going to ask me, or am I just going to burst with excitement trying to tell you? What's the track that you've chosen, ladies and gentlemen? The track I have chosen is an old rave classic, a, a house bomb, one of those ones that made the whole place jump up and get lively. It's Forty Miles by Congress, a big piano anthem. So I'd never heard of it. Yeah, neither. Neither of you as cool as me, that's why. <laughs> what is it about the track? Why do you... When was it? 1991? Well, it was released in 91, but the memory actually came about maybe a couple years later. So let me set the scene. Yeah. First of all, start with your hair. <laughs> I, my hair... Oh, well, honestly, we should start with my hair because uh, rave days, right? we'd all let ourselves go. <laughs> um, I, I hadn't had a haircut in at least three years I'm probably longer than that, probably. Um, so I had like a ponytail, a big ginger ponytail. I, I, I went kind of dark around the age of 30. I don't know why, but I used to have bright ginger hair. It's really strange. But it was down to my ass, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I kid you not, I looked like um, I kind of maybe Bon Jovi with a filter that made his hair go ginger. <laughs> So it was curly as well. It was like frizzy and as well. Long and curly and uh, uh, bouncy. I was like a Silkians advert, but like in a tracksuit. <laughs> this is so great. Please say that you used a scrunchie to tie it back. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, more, than, more often than not, I used a rubber band because I was a bloke. <laughs> yeah, you didn't care about split ends. No, so you've got your beautiful mane. I, I, it was a honestly, I was like a lion in raver form, um, and, and uh, I was wearing um, loose tracksuit bottoms, big funky Adidas shoes, um, a global hypercolor T-shirt, and I used to have my door key, like a, which is like a not not like a Yale one, but like a, a back door key. Um, I used to wear that round my neck on a shoelace because I was really. <laughs> Did no one say anything to you? No, we were all absolutely pie-eyed for about four or five years. We didn't, we didn't know what day of the week it was. It was um, and then this is the thing. So it was like about 90, 90, end of 92, maybe start of 93. It was like Christmas winter time. I think it might have been, it might have been in the no man's land between Christmas yeah. and New Year's. I'm not sure. But by this time, well, we were completely living in the upside down. You know, we used to sleep all day and stay up all night and uh, and just get up to no good and talk shit and, you know, philosophize and all that sort of thing and go raving a lot. And we've been doing this now for about three years. So the wheels were loosening. <laughs> <laughs> so another couple of years before they came off completely, but we were definitely, we were definitely on a runaway cart. And, how uh, old were you? Tell me how old you were. So I would have been twenty. Two and gorgeously slim. Oh, beautiful. Oh, man. Beautiful. I, uh, because I, I was on the dole, so I couldn't afford food. <laughs> Not if I was going to go raving. <laughs> so, so I looked like a, like a, actually, I looked like a match that had just been struck. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a gorgeous, festive image. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Anyway. <laughs> We're completely in the upside down. Um, we've we've lost. We're out of society. We're just we're just ravers now. That's all we do. We just we just listen to techno and dance in fields, and we've been doing it for years. And it was beginning to take its toll. And uh, we decided, as we kind of 
we're grinding grinding the gears and and and, and really hitting the hitting the, the stoppers we decided we'll have a week off mate let's let everyone just chill out will we just chill out put on klf <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so we sat around it's about three in the morning which translates to about oh, i don't know two in the afternoon for normal people <laughs> yeah and um the landline rings because no one had a mobile phone. So now, first of all, this is a shared house with six people in it. Who rings a shared house at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> the police. Uh, well, uh, listen, it could have been actually, um, but um, I think our reputation preceded us. Uh, so we got we got this phone call, and it's real script. It's like one of those early mobile phones. So first of all, you could hear the man struggling to lift it to his ear, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like. Come in, base. Come in, base. Um, uh, and it was this guy who we kind of vaguely knew. I wouldn't say we were great mates, but we vaguely knew them from raving. What well, basically what I mean is we bumped into each other. We'd done safe. We say, "What's your name? Where you come from? What you done? Nice." And then he's ringing my house at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. So he says, "Lads, uh, I've got about five thousand people in a barn here. <laughs> we've got we got we got an eighteen k sound system." We got lights. We got we got like um, big backdrops and camos everywhere. It's it's a brilliant barn. It's absolutely great. We've got no decks. Mm -hmm. It's like what? Uh, now, no one could afford decks because they're very expensive, and we were all dollies. Being a clever little manipulative sort, is I went to the local arts centre and I gave them a load of spiel about community arts groups and oh, nice. <laughs> I talked them into buying a set of Technics twelve tens. Which was genius, do you know what I mean? Because then, A, we started throwing little raves at the community arts centre, which was good fun. And then, uh, unbeknownst to the to, to the mill, bless them, uh, in Banbury, um, I started to take the decks home of a weekend to practice. <sighs> they, they would be booked out, you see. So, like, um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they'd all be booked out. Saturday, the mill was kind of doing its events. No, no one would be in to, to run the work and stuff. So I'd take the decks home just to get a little bit practicing. So this guy's phoning us up three o'clock in the morning and he says, we need some decks. And we're kind of like, oh, we've actually got some decks here. I mean, they're not technically ours, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, I'm, I mean, I'm a bit nervous. I'm a nervous Nelly about anything that kind of gets me possibly into trouble. So I'm a bit, mm. but my man Jimmy looked at me and he goes, Eamon, there's 5,000 people in a barn yeah. in Upper Hay. Need a party. <laughs> We could be heroes. I was like, whoa, yeah, let's do this thing. So did a bit of ringing around, got my mate uh, to drive us over there. I mean, it, you know, it's like it's nearly four in the morning when we arrive. Can you imagine four or five thousand people waiting till four in the morning for the party to start? This we is... are, I know, I know. <laughs> Think about it. So we get in there and uh, first of all, it was one of the most glorious things of my entire life. So we've each got a deck and one, one the other driver's got a mixer. And we're, there's two bouncer guys who are, who are the friends that phoned us up who had kind of organised the party. And they're walking alongside us and they're parting people. They've been playing like a cassette over the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how are they entertained? They were playing spoons, tissue and comb, the Lambeth walk. They're all turning in. <laughs> They had a copy of Atmosphere by Russ Abbott and they were putting it on a loop. <laughs> so 
But as we walked in, like they were shooing people out of the way, he goes, make way, make way for the decks, make way for the decks. And then this MC spots us and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, the saviors are here. We got them technics, we got them tennis decks, we got them. And, oh man, it was just, it was glorious. I, I felt like a king arriving home from a victorious war campaign. And we put the decks up on the thing and everyone's like, yeah, God, woo, they're all cheering us and all that sort of stuff. And someone's plugging them in. They start chatting to the DJ and he's going, oh, fuck, ooh, it's, a, it's a big moment. Everyone's really, really on the vinegar for this moment. So he's like, what should I play? What should I play? And we start looking through his bag and, um, Life moved very fast in those days. So um, this is like, like I say, it's probably just on the cusp of 93. And Congress 40 Miles had come out in 91. But that's two years ago. And in rave terms, that's like 5,000 years. But I said, look, that is an old classic. That's a, and it's a big piano number. Everyone's going to go absolutely bonkers if you play that. So he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I'm like, nice one, man, nice one. And then in a moment of fucking idiocy <laughs> i was so excited and i just felt like nothing could go wrong so i said let me scratch it off like i could scratch <laughs> you can see where this is going can't you so put the record on the deck it's five thousand people there the sound system is humming away ready to go and i go and ping the needle off the record. Of course, it's on an 18K system, so you can just hear every bang, and everyone's, like, covering their heads. And this very large man leaned over the decks, and not in the spirit of free raving at all, said, you're a fucking twat, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly thought he was going to eat me alive right there. Actually, whilst he was threatening me, the DJ started the tune. Uh, and you know, did a quick rewind and 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 ding 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 ding, and everyone went completely ballistic, and it was glorious and marvelous and wonderful, and that man didn't kill me. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What were they doing until what you turned up? What were they doing? Well, they had the cassette, but what what was going on in their heads? So, so the man who had the deck, so that the sound system arrived, no problem. The DJs arrived, but with their bags of records. But the man who had the decks got arrested on the way. <laughs> and he had, he had like twenty E's in his pocket, so he wasn't coming out for the, for the whole night. You know what I mean? So there was, yeah, and it was it was pretty. It was a weird atmosphere because, like I say, people had got quite impatient by this time because I think the way when they were playing the cassette, which wasn't very good, 
it wasn't going through the full power of the system either. It was yeah, like, yeah. It was like a bit oh my weird. god! So they must have just thought when you turned up, did you get sex that night? Yes or no? To be I never got sex ever. <laughs> I was going to say, given your physical, given your, know, what you your snake hips. You know, back then, I thought I was just the ugly duckling. And now I look oh. at myself now and I think, oh, God, you are hot. If only You're a beautiful a- man. What are you talking about? That's yeah. terrible. It's like Catholicism does that to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it, it, was, it was glorious. It was a glorious, glorious night, glorious moment. Um, but I should just bookend the story that um, we had to get the decks back into the Mill Arts Centre by 12 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh now, if you think we were popular on the way in... <laughs> <laughs> we were not popular on the way out. That no. is so hilarious. Did oh. you play one track and they had to fuck off <laughs> no, we, so Someone else is playing, right? And, the guy, in fairness, the guy who's organised it is this big raster guy, and he was really sound. And we said to him, um, I can't remember his name now; it's so long ago. We said, Look, "Mate, we've we've got to go, we've got, and we've got to, we've got to take the decks. And it's, it's got to be back in the mill in like two hours." Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's like ten o'clock in the morning by now. Um, but of course, everyone only started at like four, so they're right into it. This is peak hour. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so he goes, oh, I, I might need some help. And he, he goes asking around the, all the biggest people he knows at the rave. And they literally formed an armed guard around us. <laughs> <laughs> we came up having brought our toys to the rave. We then took them away and little people were pissed off. And I, and love, I, I love that you measured up how much trouble you'd be in with the ravers versus how much trouble you'd be in with the male arts centre. And to choose one over the other. <laughs> Authority wins. Yeah, that is me all over. Do you know what I mean? That is so me. That is so me. But uh, yeah, we he he did an armed guard, and we did get out. And <laughs> um, I just had in that night. I had all the highs and lows that I needed yeah. for the next five years. I was totally yeah. done, done with the whole thing. Amy, so, did you did you think showbiz would be like that? <laughs> <laughs> I did not think showbiz would be like that. But we got them and we got home and, uh, you know, it wasn't, it was actually only 20 miles away from our house. It's a shame it wasn't 40 because that would have gone with the time. <laughs> well, it was a 40 round trip. I'm going to move to Anne because it's, it's your Christmas too, Anne. It's my Christmas as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I it was lovely hearing Eamon talk about his phonographic. Was memory. it? I, oh, yes. And I'm glad he's starting 2021 with a clear conscience now. <laughs> That must be that must be cathartic. (laughs) A big weight. (laughs) Good boy. But Anne, you are you starting twenty twenty one? Where are we? You're going to start twenty twenty one with clear conscience, or are you going to upset us with music choice? Or you know, where where are you going? What song you chosen? I may upset you. I've chosen something deeply uncool because if there's one thing that I've really learned about myself, and that I'm sure others have learned about me over the course of this podcast, is that. I just like a lot of really uncool music. (laughs) (laughs) And I make no apologies for that. And yeah, that caused a bit of a stir. I made a remark about OMD a couple of weeks ago. You're not living that one down, are you? (laughs) I hate now. Honestly, there's turds in the post every day. (laughs) (laughs) So where can I go from here except down? Um, So yeah, I've chosen something, chosen something a bit uncool. um, But, you know, there's a context for it, so... 
So yeah, hopefully it won't disappoint you too much. I don't want to break your heart. Um, Well, the song I've chosen is My Generation by The Who, which was a track that was once cool, probably many years ago when it first came out. Probably less cool now. (laughs) Well, this is it. It's because of the exploits of the, you know, uh, of the the band members it's um it's kind of tainted but for me it was an absolute pivotal moment in my life that that track sort of set off set me off on a on a particular path we, we talked to Labby Sifri a few weeks ago oh, and um yes he's such a genius but he was very very emphatic about that moment when a song comes into your life and just completely changes you. We, we kind of tried to empathize with him a bit. He was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like we sort of, I think we, we trivialized it a little bit by trying to elaborate on what he was saying, but he was literally... I think you trivialized it. <laughs> I'm always trying to trivialize things. It's radio. <laughs> what I do. But uh, but yeah, so he he talked about those moments in your life when you hear a song that just sets you off on a completely different path. And I had a few of those when I was a kid. Um, but but this this song was was really pivotal. Just because we get around Talking about my generation Things ain't do look awful Talking about my generation I hope I die before I get old Dig what we all say. I'm not trying to cause a big s- s- sensation. I'm just talking about my t- t- generation. Basically, we listened to music a lot in the car when I was growing up. We had a few cassette tapes. And one of them was a Who Greatest Hits tape. And it sort of went from my generation, the kids are all right, substitute mm. through to all the crap stuff. Mm. So I was familiar with with the band. And then and that would have been when I was really, really young, maybe like four or five, six. And then there was this ad for Calippo that was on TV mm. uh, in the early 90s or early 90s, mid 90s. I was about eight. So mid early to mid 90s Jesus, and, uh, I was 22 <laughs> I know I can't I, my poor brain's trying to work that out I just have to close the door and leaving bye yeah <laughs> just to emphasize I'm very very young wow <laughs> I'm, I'm not that young I'm 35 but yeah I remember um seeing this Calippo ad when I was like eight and um the song was familiar to me it had my generation by the who on it and it was sort of this um the ad was kind of animated. It was done in this sort of um, collage type style and it was very cool and sort of fast moving. And uh, I recognized the track and I it just something clicked in my brain. And I was just like, this is like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. This is like, what? <laughs> you know, You know about my relationship with Calippos. <laughs> What is that about? 
sorry, I should have interrupted, but I couldn't help it. No, Eamon's um, taking the piss out of me because on a, on, on my first uh, Vox Pop where I was walking around Love Supreme Festival with my mic in my hand for this podcast, I'm sort of walking around trying to think of things to say about what's happening in the background. <laughs> this moment, I'm like, look at that sunset over there. It's like a melted calippo. <laughs> It's like it's like a and I especially just say like mountains of fire boiling to infinity and he said a melted <laughs> Oh dear. I think I was warm and hungry. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> My choice of words. But yeah, so I saw this ad and um <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I, I think I, I was really precocious kid and I was always trying to figure out what was cool and trying to, you know, um, just trying to, to, to figure it out and, and to have something to kind of talk to grownups about or like, you know, I really worshipped MTV. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And it was just a little bit outside my sort of age bracket. And I just I just really aspired to to sort of find out what teenagerhood was all about. And so I heard this track and um it just completely blew my mind. I went and dug out the Who cassette and I put it on my personal stereo and it basically set me off in this direction where, and I think this was, this was something that was happening in the mid nineties anyway, um, this sort of throwback to the 1960s, but I just got completely obsessed. I started wearing like these tweed flares, you know, going to vintage <laughs> shops. I had this like velvet tie that I would wear to school, you know, and obviously nobody got it. I mean, I'm sure I wasn't even accurately representing this whole model. <laughs> that I thought I was going for I'm sure I just looked like a chubby little lesbian but um (laughs) we have to cut that out (laughs) so staying in (laughs) make us say it again Amy make us say it again (laughs) oh dear not that lesbians look a particular way but I'm sure that was the vibe that I was giving off and I just it wasn't I, I wanted to be like a like Jimmy and Quadrophenia and I'm sure that's that's not that's not the, the look that I was carrying off particularly. But I just got obsessed. You know, I asked for uh, cassettes by the jam and people like that for Christmas and my birthday. And, you know, I was like eight or nine years old. Like it was very nice. premature. And I think it worried my parents quite a bit. We <laughs> then um, we moved we moved house uh, not long after that. And I had I was going to have my own room. So I I picked this um this color combo to paint my room this like hideous like bile green with a lighter bile green <laughs> accent and my parents are like are you sure are you really sure and like even the waiting room <laughs> it was like it was like a 70s uh, bathroom set um, was, it, was, it this, was it the same color as a parka coat <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit more acidic than that i'm talking bile proper bile colored um was but, it like uh, a moldy calippo? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a calippo. Yeah, it's like a lime calippo. Um, but uh, but yeah, like even the people in the paint shop were like, really? <laughs> Blowing the dust <laughs> off these paint pans. But, you know, I painted my room this disgusting green color. And my mom had like this fabric. Uh, she worked in Liberty briefly and she had this amazing um, 70s. Amos just fainted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, my dark past. Um, but yeah. During the day, you know, I said that. <laughs> Um, and I was just completely obsessed. I used to write mods all over everything. And I used to have like, you know, used to wear these little badges with targets on them and stuff. And I had these um, like uh, I had creepers that I used to wear and these like black and white spat shoes. I mean, I was a 
I was a child. Like I must have looked like I don't know. My 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 mother would like wouldn't buy me any new clothes or something like that. I don't know what I looked like. <laughs> okay. A bit like a Victorian ghost child. Afterwards, I fully embraced my my goth side a little bit after that. But like this went on. I mean. In a way, it's still going on because I'm still obsessed with with more 70s and 60s now. But like, mm. you know, when you talk about the the rave scene and that kind of music, like it it wouldn't have it wouldn't have um, pushed my buttons because it didn't have that sort of retro sound that I just got right. completely obsessed with. It set the template for all of my musical yeah. tastes. In yeah, we we were throwing all that in the bin at the time. It has to be said. I, I didn't listen <laughs> to anything that, that was made with a guitar apart from Nirvana for about four or five years. <laughs> but this is it. It kind of it definitely has set me up to be less receptive to newer music. Mm. Um, and you know, unless I, it's stuff that's influenced by that stuff. Well, no, I don't even like that. Enough. It's almost like well, I did. I did really like Britpop. We won't get into this in a big way. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I said nothing. I said nothing. Um, but it definitely. Um, it definitely, you know, when Britpop came along, that was something that I could comprehend. You know, I wasn't wise enough then to realize how derivative it was. To me, it was mm. just like something else that was cool and sort of representative of something a little bit older than I was. Um, and so that kind of fit the bill. But like, yeah, since then, I, I just I don't know. My my favorite thing is always to find something from that era that I haven't heard that sounds yeah. new and weird. It, uh, you know, it was just a trailblazing era of 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 music for me and so yeah I'm... what's what's especially creepy about this <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I say this from love mm. is um usually if you <laughs> if you're that young you kind of go for something you know that 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 kind of passionate about a scene or, or a person or whatever the joy of sharing that with someone else is like with your little gang even if it's mm. just a few of you that's it's you against the world it was just you. <laughs> well, I did have a best friend who basically I just, you know, she, I think, just in order to be friends with me, made the sacrifice <laughs> sort of consented <laughs> to be into this kind of thing as well. So, like, we used to rent Quadrophenia from the video shop every single weekend. Um, she used to put her hair in a beehive and go to school <laughs> like that. We were these two little, little weirdos, absolute, little absolute weirdos. Yeah, I I think this is so very on brand for you, actually, Anne. Because like, uh, first, first of all, you, you chose... the Calippo thing. <laughs> the Calippo thing is a big giveaway. I was so. What was your formative musical moment? Well, there was this ice cream that I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> but also, do you remember in the first in the first episode of What Goes Around, you chose a film that wasn't on general release that no one could watch. <laughs> <laughs> and this time, this time you've chosen a song called My Generation, which literally wasn't about your generation. <laughs> no, but I think I just I like I think I I don't know. I was quite a I, I realize this will be hard to imagine, but I was quite a histrionic little kid. And I think <laughs> oh, I liked the imagine, idea. Imagine. Obviously, I've grown out of that now, but I think I liked the idea that people would ask questions and be curious, you know, right. about why I was why I was into this stuff. And I, I think I I also think I completely overestimated, um, you know, people who are a bit older than me who are already teenagers. I thought that they would already know about all of this stuff. And it was kind of mm-hmm. fundamental music knowledge. Maybe it is in a way, but like I kind of thought I'd grow up and find my tribe and as we've established that yeah, never they're really all about 60 now. though yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is my tribe my dad's when did and so 
that's oh my god so you know i'm living in hove and this re- you know people go not only in brighton this isn't only in hove i saw a man who had the paul weller cut yeah pushing a, pra- a, a little push chair with a toddler in it the toddler as well had the oh, paul no. weller cut oh, yeah. matching that's yeah. indoctrination that's like the moonies yeah, or something <laughs> when um while you've been talking i just had a quick look at um my generation just on um Oh my god! What's the word? YouTube? My laptop. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wound up the um... phonogram. <laughs> and there's um, two really like awful but kind of oh my god comments under one of the the videos of my generation. So one saying this song is the OK Boomer of the sixties, which it was, wasn't it? Which like you know. But yeah. this one is just like this song makes me wish I was alive in the sixties. Then I remember I'm black. What was your move from really passionate about that into, so I know it kind of kick-started the whole um, real love of retro and trying to kind of find other stuff that, from that era that you didn't know. And that, and that crosses all, all genres, doesn't it? It's, it's just the fact that it's a while ago. To, I mean, are you still wearing a target on your back? And I, I don't mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, OMD fans are all trained on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funnily enough, like Eamon and I have spoken about this at length, you know, I think we were both at certain times in our life very committed to expressing the kind of music we were into and the kind of subculture we be- aspired to belong to um, with our clothes. And so I kind of moved out of that that whole crusty tweed flares like attempted mod thing i went a little bit goth then i went really hip-hop at one stage i had uh bleach blonde hair i had a white visor a gold chain this like you know adidas tracksuit <laughs> i would say of all the looks i've had that one's the prob- probably the one that sort of um that sort of carried through only because during lockdown i've worn a tracksuit basically every single day <laughs> since march so that's the one that's kind of that that i've sort of um flipped over to now yeah i've I've had to give up uh, nearly everything um because i i couldn't fit in the skinny jeans anymore um but you know i'll be forever grateful to the baggy t-shirt how did you two with your different music worlds meet i sent a picture of my records to the local pub and said i've got these can i play them in your pub and they said yes and i went to the pub and Anne was djing when i walked in and she was playing my very favorite blues track ever help me by sonny boy williamson so we I'll, thought we had we thought we had something in common back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then she said she didn't like house music. Now it's she doesn't like OMD. It's just like one thing after another. She's all big on Britpop. Honestly, we're like chalk and cheese. Have you both? Um, and it was, this sounds real kind of like you know earnest thing to say. And I don't mean it that way. But have you? Do you feel like you've educated each other musically? I've tried. <laughs> God, I love this. I was about to say, yes, Eamon has educated me. And Eamon's answer was like, yes, I have educated Anne. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, my, my answer was actually, I've tried. <laughs> it's not the same as I have. <laughs> you still won't get down and bump to some house music with me. So I'm, you're still in the dog. You go rave and you mocked me mercilessly. <laughs> now, I, it has been very nice, uh, actually. Um, I, will, I will throw compliments your way without being silly. That um, you have uh, a, an excellent radio show, yes. and um, your night shift thing uh, plays so many brilliant, odd little things. And what I really like about um, Anne's musical output, 
um, is that uh, she really does play what she wants, you know, like uh, what her interests are not driven by fashion or anything like that, as you can tell by being a, an eight-year-old Who fan. <laughs> <laughs> but she like, you know, she genuinely likes an odd thing. It, and, and I kind of, I kind of like, because you have to, you have to be kind of quite fronty to do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because you're obviously, you're almost intending to baffle people. Yeah. And, and you baffle me regularly, but in a good way. <laughs> well, I've definitely learned it. I mean, I'm, I was learning from Eamon before we even started the podcast and I continue to learn from him, not just in terms of the, the music that he shares and the insights that he has about the music that he loves, but like just his passion for music is so addictive. You know, I, I'm kind of a jaded, I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of a jaded DJ. I think I was, um, you know, I, I got a bit tired um playing gigs before lockdown happened and stuff but like Eamon's enthusiasm for it is just completely unending and um that's that's very motivating and inspiring to me so just the way he talks about music is just always such a pleasure to to listen to no. could either of you be with anyone who didn't like music no no it doesn't like music some people don't i once i once um i once Got off with a very, very good-looking girl. She was got very off. nice. Um, I know, but that was that was a, you know it was that's what you did in the nineties. You got off with people. Uh, but I remember waking up in the morning and going, "Oh wow, that was really amazing." And I'm saying she was off making coffee or something, and then I looked to the side and there was she had some records and I thought, "Ah, oh, jackpot, cool." And then I started looking: Skid Row, Bon Jovi, <laughs> the Night Hags, just like hair metal, and I was like. So I'm getting my jeans on, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Opening the window, about to jump out. And she had, um, right at the back, she had a copy of Tapestry by Carol King. So I let her off. We went out yeah. together for three years. <gasps> I love how you define having a Bon Jovi record as not liking music. <laughs> just yeah, doesn't qualify as music. It was the world. antithesis. You know, it's just the, the wrong, like I was, when that was out, I was like, <laughs> I was a goth and I was kind of a noise pop goth. I was into Jesus and Mary Chain and Loop and My Bloody Valentine. And the fucking last thing in the world I wanted to hear <laughs> was some jumped up frat boy going on about Johnny working in his shop. Yeah, out of town. And yes, oh, I love <laughs> Angry <laughs> Eamon. <laughs> it's true. We don't get to complain about music enough here on this pod. We kind of made a decision yeah. that we wouldn't we'll get start, started that This is a safe place. <laughs> it's a house of no judgment. <laughs> Um, but I, I find, I don't know if you find this, um, BB, but I, I really found someone asked me the other day for a, a different podcast, if I could, they wanted me to pick certain <laughs> songs for certain situations. And, um, one of them was, Oh, pick your musical Trump card. What's the track you put on to impress everyone. And I was <laughs> like, this is the fucking backbone of what's wrong with a lot yeah. of men when it comes to liking music is that they think music is a competition. Uh, it fucks yeah. me off so much. And so, um, I've forgotten your question, but it it did spark off this um this rage in me. What was the question? Oh, could I be with someone who didn't like music? Yeah. Let me continue down my. I'll, I'll keep raging. Um, yeah. So rage I, on, I, rage hard, like Frankie goes Hollywood. <laughs> um. So uh, I do. I could definitely never be with someone who who doesn't like music. But I very much resent people who act as if they own it you know and when I met my boyfriend Tim one of the really nice things is that he's really into music you know he used to own a record shop and he was a scratch DJ and all of this kind of stuff but he you know we respect each other's musical musical planes and like we don't force music on each other and he might be one of the first men I've ever met who doesn't do that oh can I you know I've given you two a gift can I have one 
Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. How bad are we? You have to ask for your Christmas gift. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Listen to you two. It's been moan, moan, moan. You're very, very unpleasant. Very moan, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but despite being unpleasant, we would yes. like to give you a Christmas gift, seeing as yes. you've given us such a wonderful gift. The, the gift of us being able to speak about ourselves, clear our consciences, <laughs> and be a little bit sexy at the same time. Baby, would you please share with us? You know, we had a brilliant episode with you earlier in the podcast where you shared three of your phonographic memories. Here's a little yeah. extra bonus gift because we love you so much in you the spirit are, of Yeah, that's so sweet of you. Um I know there's gonna be a price to pay for this, but but right now I'll take it, I'll take the joy. Call that of it. in later. Yeah, sure. Um so oh, I love this track so much. So when I was young and firm, let's say 27, um, one of my friends moved to Zanzibar, Zanzibar, wow. not the club, okay. <laughs> um, um, in um, the island of, uh, of East Africa to do VSO. Do you remember voluntary services overseas? Yeah. You're too young. Anyway, she did that. She was in, um, in, Blan in Zanzibar and I went to stay with her for a month. And in that month, the track I played pretty much every day was um Lonnie Liston Smith expansions oh yeah. yeah and for me it would just be sitting on a beach Zanzibari beach and their beaches I remember I remember this girl saying to me um yeah you're gonna love it it's so beautiful she went there's a beach at the bottom of our garden but it's not that great well the not so great beach was like a bounty ad beach mm. you know and you were like I was like I'd never seen anything like it. It was just extraordinary. But we wouldn't, you know, we, so we'd be on that beach, but we'd also, there's one called Mangapuani, and you'd kind of have to go through a kind of jungly bit and then and then on a on a motorbike and then there's a clearance and there's a beach and it's just like white sands and there's there's a, a working fisherman and his boat and that's it. I mean, it was just the most incredible place. And I would go off on my own and sit on the beach and I would I was... Um, I smoked then, and I've got to say something. I looked great smoking. <laughs> so if anyone I can actually imagine that. I smoked beautifully. So anyway, so I would be smoking. I'd have a safari bit. I'd have my Walkman, and and I would be yeah, playing just Lonnie Nissen Smith, and it just makes me think of Zanzibar of that month. And I just went. My tan was that kind of Donatella Versace. <laughs> this, is, this is peak BB, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was peak BB, and I and I just I. Oh, I just loved it. I just remember when I, got, when I got back to London, I was so tanned and slim then. I um I would 
I just wore white the whole time just to kind of show it off. And I remember going to um, Sainsbury's and Chapel Market, the bottom of Chapel Market in Islington, and this bloke following me around to the um, the, the female item aisle. Oh, God. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> And I was like, God, oh my God, I'm so amazing because I'm so brown and gorgeous. Anyway, um, so amazing, actually, if I may say this. When I was on Zanzibar, so the whole island, it's called Spice Island, and it just it just smelled of, of nutmeg and cinnamon and cardamom. And it was honestly incredible. Mm. And um, <laughs> we went one place for a meal, and the pudding they served was Arctic roll and custard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do they make an assessment they're like British That's people it's like, it was like unbelievable oh. but, but, but this place honestly it just was like a magical month and it was like anything was possible to the extent and also I just started my journalism career and I really was just like really psyched and excited about about that career and also but really loving as well that I was just doing nothing for a month and, it, and I've never done that since never done before never done it since and um and that feeling of like anything is possible to the extent that when you're in um, Zanzibar the only way you can fly in I, is there I mean I don't think there was an airport there we, uh, well, there was a, pri- a small airport there you had to get a ferry to Dar es Salaam in Tanzania and that's where you would you would like do the international flight from I'd miss the ferry so tanned, chain smoking, drunk on beer, me with Lonnie Liston in my ears. There was a kind of, it wasn't a members bar. There was, there was kind of like a club there um, that all expats would go to. I chatted up a pilot Ooh, <laughs> and I got no. him to fly me in his... <gasps> Shut up. No way. With good work. Arctic roll and custard around my mouth. <laughs> that, that was what's wrong with you. Dipping down the yeah, white trousers, yeah. Got him to, yeah, a white body. Anne, are you too young to remember bodies? Where the, <laughs> the, the little popper and the gusset. <laughs> no, I remember him. That was what that was the the, the outfit of the day. A body tucked yeah. into a pair of jeans. Yeah, Absolutely. And, yeah. Well, so you're worried about your bra coming undone. Try try a pop, <laughs> try a body coming undone and taking out some young man's eye. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, and so I got a pilot to um, fly me on his private tiny little plane wow. from Zanzibar to Dar, so I could get back to London to home. But that, but the whole that whole just dreamy kind of creamy dreamy month that just was just sunbathing and well, just you know, I, oh. I mean I, obviously I wasn't there but um whenever I listen to Lonnie Listen Smith's expansions it is like it's like liquid chocolate it's yeah. just yeah delicious and exotic and yeah. there's so many feathery little layers to it isn't there it's, it's, it's like even the way it starts with the Oh God! And also, it's about a minute and a half before it goes to any vocal. Yeah. You know, it's just, it just builds and builds, and yeah, it. Yeah, you're totally right. It's, and I don't even know why I chose that track, or you know how why it was Lonnie Liston Smith, and but I took that that song with me, and that was that was all I would play the whole time, and that that just totally takes me back to yeah when I was 27 in Zanzibar. Well, so torturous. She definitely wins <laughs> coolest track of the day, don't you? Think? Yeah, no, oh, don't, definitely don't. coolest, don't. coolest. But I saw just... Trump track. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How what do you, you think? You're a woman. Trump's Trump's, Trump's Trump. I can't say. What do you think Trump's like Trump track no, is? Famously, he doesn't like music. Ah. 
There you go. That's why we make these decisions. There you go. There you go. But what I would like to ask, Anne, what's your message? Well, I'm a Christmas Jew, as I said, so I can take Christmas to mean whatever I want it to mean. I'm also a fair weather Jew, so I take the best parts of Christmas. I leave the guilt (laughs) Um, and generally have a good time. Well, my my Christmas message, I guess, would be... um, You know, I think it's important for people to not be judgmental about music and to be open minded. I think one thing that we've discovered or we've talked about a little bit over the course of this podcast is um, sometimes music you didn't like or don't like can just be completely transformed when you hear it in a new context. It's very easy to dismiss music, certain types of music, um, because, you know, it's not... um, it's not marketed the right way or there's just, you know, aspects of it that you feel like isn't for you. And then maybe you'll hear it again decades later and you'll change your mind. So my Christmas message to would be to have a, a, a generous spirit. All music is, is made by someone, you know, most music is made by someone with something to say and with a message and made with love. So I think it's important to um, not be super dismissive of music that you feel uh, like you don't like just have it have a generous spirit this Christmas having said that I'll probably never like house music and <laughs> <laughs> well I tell you what, I, I, I will I will just um add I will say that this Christmas find one of those people who you knew that really loved music who stopped listening to music and encourage them to have a listen again and I, if you if you know someone like that Try and talk to them about the music they really like and see if you can spark something. Maybe you can suggest something for them to try or or just reminisce about the good old days and, and get them to get the old records out and start playing them again. Because it's a shame when people uh, normally, it's not it's not a conscious effort that they, they stop listening, but a lot of people do just give up. And I think I think it, it's a shame because as you get older, music is, can be a great comfort. Do you know what I mean? It, when it stops being a competition, which it often is when you're young, <laughs> you can really enjoy music at a later time in your I life. I love that message. I love that. Evie Lynch, you are the best. <laughs> there we said it. It's on record now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me on again. I love your podcast so much. We all love it. And um, It's it your really, podcast now. <laughs> oh, it was so lovely speaking to you. And, and it really, um, I also want to say hello to uh, Wrong Tom. Um, he's going to do a great job. And um, I, um, hello you. Um, what I was going to say was, um, were you re-gifted me the gift of music? Because I hadn't listened to Expansions for a long time and I put it on and um, I hope it's not going to upset you saying this. I have been doing this whole uh, recording in a bikini with Whoa. a bit of SP. <laughs>
so we've come to the end of series one. This has been a bumper series. There's 19 episodes in this series. So if you miss us while we take a little sojourn between now and series two, go back and dig into past episodes. Not only that, go back and dig into our playlist. Every single episode of this podcast has a playlist attached to it which uh, shares with you every single track that was mentioned or touched on within that episode. Uh, You will find all of those uh, playlists on Spotify and YouTube in the show notes of every episode. So what are you waiting for? Excuse yourself from the Christmas dinner table and go and listen to some more episodes of What Goes Around. Yes, and one more thing. We love you, Podders. We love you. Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! Yeah! Yeah! Because it's Christmas time, it's Christmas time, it's Christmas time, it's this week because we're lazy and it's Christmas. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) Get off our backs. Jesus, it's Christmas.